I want to say this about missions. As we close out uh, our missions month, this has been a tremendous month. But I want to encourage you, please be a part of this. John D. Rockefeller, how many of you are familiar with the name John D. Rockefeller? I'm not talking about Jay-Z fans. I'm talking about the actual... I know Rock Nation. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the actual individual, John D. Rockefeller. This is a quote from him that many people are unaware of, but he, listen to me. He said, I would have never learned how to tithe off my first million dollars if I didn't learn how to tithe off of my first $1.20 paycheck when he originally started. People don't know. He was not... I won't say that he was the most godly man, but he was raised in church and he was a tither. And all throughout the time of his acquisition of millions and then even billions of dollars, he was a tither because his mother taught him how to tithe when he was a kid, when he was a baby in church, and then when he became a young man and started working, and then when he became a uh, uh, oil magnet, oil mogul, and a millionaire, multi-millionaire, and billionaire. He tied the whole time. He never made it public. It was always a private thing, but he has a history. So don't believe that his wealth came because he was the smartest man. His wealth came is because God blessed the work of his hands because he was a giver. He sold, he helped, he served, and God blessed what he did. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this. I truly believe I am way more godly than John D. Rockefeller. Amen. And I know you are way more godly than John D. Rockefeller. So if John D. Rockefeller was blessed, how much more the people of God at Harvest Church? Can I give a good amen? amen. Praise God. So let's, uh, let's do this. And if for those of you who are thinking about becoming a member of Harvest Church, I want to say let's do this. Look at your neighbor and say let's do this. It's time for us to move from McDonald's Happy Meals to move to Ruth's Chris, amen? Come on, see, see, when you're trying to check somebody out, you may bring them to Mickey D's. If you really like them, you'll give them a Big Mac and a supersized fry. <laughs> but at some point, you have to stop dating, and you have to just go all the way in and say, listen, I'm it's time to get the ring out. It's time to go to Ruth's Chris. We have to make this official. So it's time to stop dating. If you've been checking us out, you say, hey, this is a nice church. Yes, praise God. It is a nice church. It's a wonderful church. It's time to stop dating. Let's put a ring on the finger and let's make this official. Amen. Come on. We can, you can become a member. If you want to know, you can get information at the information center. It's time to become a member. For those who need to get baptized, we will have a baptism service. What, on the 16th, I believe, of this month, we will be baptizing people. So if you want to get baptized, it's time to get baptized. It's time to become a member. It's time to go to Ruth's Chris. It's time to make this official. Amen? Praise God. So let's talk about... Uh, the missions that work. Let's talk about this. This is the title of my mes message, Missions That Work. Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I come before you believing that you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask, think, or imagine. I pray that the hand of God would be upon us, that you would touch your people, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what you're saying, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you've established the word of God 
God, in the heavens now, establish it in the heart of your people, Lord God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you. And I pray that the word of God would do what only the word of God is able to do in the lives of your people. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. And all of God's people said, amen, amen and amen. I want to talk to you about missions that work. This has been our missions month of March. We have been so blessed that we've had the opportunity to have three powerful missionaries come through. The first missionary that we had, and missions that work included church sent on behalf of Christ that impacts the world around it. The first one we had was Al Eden. He was a presbyter in the Northern California district, and he was a part of the group that when a young man named Scott Hagen in his 20s was called to church plant, he was a part of the leadership group that said, we need churches in the greater Sacramento area. And he was sent by that group. Scott Hagen was sent from the Bay Area to Sacramento to plant a church, which eventually became Harvest Church. Amen. And Al Eden was a part of the leadership team that sent him. And then we had another man of God that came here, which was Mikey Cheshire, who talked about preaching and evangelism in Kenya and Tanzania and in the, uh, the nations of Africa, bringing the gospel to places where the gospel has never gone. And then we had Pastor Wally, who's from the Philippines. He went forth and he went to Saudi Arabia and he preached to many people in Saudi Arabia who had never heard the name of Jesus. He went to a place where it's illegal to have a church and to plant churches and to preach the gospel. And yet thousands of people in Saudi Arabia came to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And even in the midst of that, he was condemned to death because he was one of the most wanted people in the nation of Saudi Arabia. And our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus, saved him from a death sentence and caused him to escape from Saudi Arabia. And now he lives here in the greater Sacramento area and he's continuing to preach the gospel, continuing to do the work of the ministry and continuing to serve the Lord. Amen. Now, all three of those individuals have something in common. All three were sent by the Lord. Pastor Al was sent by the Lord. Pastor Scott Hagen, who was commissioned by that group of leaders, was sent by the Lord. Uh, Mikey Cheshire, the evangelist, was sent by the Lord to Kenya. And then uh, uh, Pastor Wiley was sent by the Lord to Saudi Arabia. All of them were sent by the Lord. And I want you to understand that we as a church, Harvest Church, we are also called and we are sent by the Lord. We are commissioned to go forth and preach this gospel and be sent forth to do the work of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 28, 18 through 19, this is the mission of the church, and I want to read this to you, and you can follow along. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's the mission of the church. We are called by Jesus Christ and empowered to go. But the second aspect, he's given us power to carry out the mission. And we find that in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. 
It says, but when you receive power, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So not only have we been called to go, but we have also been empowered to go. And this is what God is calling Harvest to do. Jesus has authorized the church to go in his authority and make disciples or followers in Christ. Amen? The first century church was anointed to go, and the modern day church is anointed and called to go. This is not an ancient mandate, but this is a current mandate with the same power, same anointing, and the same call that God had gave to them. He's given to us now to continue to carry the gospel. The church is an apostolic church. The word apostolic or apostle means a sent one, a one who is sent on behalf or another. Jesus has sent us, the church, on his behalf to go forth into all the world and to preach the gospel. So when we talk about missions, we're not only talking about supporting missions, which we are going to continue to do, but we're talking about becoming the missions, becoming the missionaries, becoming the ones who will go forth and preach this gospel and make the name of Jesus Christ known throughout all the earth. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the mobile church. Harvest Church is to be a mobile church that walks in a biblically apostolic manner which raises up its member and congregants to plant churches from the mother church here all over Sacramento, California, SoCal, and around the world. We are going to be a sending church. Look at some around, someone around you and say, we are a sending church. Now listen, I know these chairs are comfortable. I know that they have good cushion in them. I know you like to sit down in these comfortable chairs and and relax and sit back and hear good preaching and good worship and, and awesome testimonies, but I can't let you stay in the chairs. We have to empower you to get out of the chairs and go and to preach the gospel and to plant churches because God has anointed us and sent us to go and declare this gospel. (laughs) our biblical mandate is to be a church of sent ones who have been authorized on behalf of christ jesus to expand his kingdom throughout the earth we are to start from our local region we have to make an impact here in the greater sacramento area We have to show that we are grounded and rooted just like the first century church. They started in Jerusalem. They got established. They got planted. They got strong. They prayed. They fasted. They evangelized. They worshiped. They gave. They served. They blessed locally. And then when they became strong in that, they began to send forth the other apostles and disciples and evangelists around the surrounding areas to preach the gospel. And the same way that we're going to make an impact locally, then we're going to expand out and begin making an impact globally. Amen. Amen? Amen? And here's the awesome thing about this. God uses regular people. Amen. God uses normal people. See, I believe that the gospel is so specific for God to use someone like Peter. Peter was a fisherman. 
And I don't know if you know, but fishermen are not scholars. They don't have PhDs. They may be able to catch fish, but they're not, they're not a part of modern-day academia. But God told Peter, I am going to make you a fisher of men. The same way you caught fish for your business now, you're going to bring people into the kingdom of God in the like manner. And God loves to use regular people. So it doesn't matter if you have a Bible college degree. It doesn't matter if you went to seminary what matters if you say that God I make myself available to you and God will use a normal person to do extraordinary things I used to laugh I mean I'm not laughing so much anymore but I used to laugh I'm like God why would you pick a football player to preach the gospel you have a sense of humor Jesus like, you just like to be funny. You just want to mess with people's heads. Why would you pick such a, someone that's the least likely to do something to do this task? Because it's just like the Peter principle. God will take normal people to do extraordinary things. And right where you are, right in the stage of life you are in, God may be tapping on your heart saying, I've called you to preach. I've called you to minister. I've called you to go. I've called you to plant churches. I've called you to start ministries. I've called you to start Bible studies. I've called you to go out and touch people's lives. God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. I want to talk to you about the priority of being a going church. Three things, and I just repeated it, but number one, Harvest Church, the priority number one is that Harvest Church will become a church planning church. Anything that's healthy multiplies. Anything that is healthy grows. If it is not multiplying, then it is either dead or is not healthy. But if we are a healthy church, we will become a church planting church. The church in Jerusalem planted churches in Samaria and churches in Antioch and then churches through the Apostle Paul all throughout Asia and throughout Europe. Why? Because a healthy church is a church planting church. And I want to let you know that we are a healthy church and we are going to plant other campuses and other churches locally and globally. Amen. Amen. Here's a funny story. I was I read this uh, last night. I actually watched this video about Australia. Back in the 1920s, Australia had a problem with uh, with emus. You ever seen the church? Uh, what's the uh, Liberty Mutual Lemu emu? You ever seen those commercials? Well, it actually had such an explosion of emus that they, they commissioned the military of Australia back in 1920 to go and fight and wipe out the population of emus because they had multiplied so abundantly. Yeah, it's a true story. You can go Google it. <laughs> that everything in Google is absolutely factual and right. I'm just saying. I mean, it's on Google. It has to be the truth, right? <laughs> but here's the crazy part. The Australian military went out to wipe out the emu population, and they lost. <laughs> the emus actually won the war between the Australian military and the emu army. Amen? 
And the reason why was because the things that was the 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 thing that was growing and populating and increasing and multiplying could not be stopped just by common effort. And I want you to know in the same way the church cannot be stopped because it is anointed called and in this DNA is the ability to multiply and increase. And I believe that if we are on assignment with God and we are multiplying and increasing the way he's called and anointed us to be, we cannot be stopped because things that multiply will not be stopped by resistance. Amen? Amen. Number two, Harvest Church would provide mission trip opportunities for its people to go and to serve partner ministries at home and on foreign mission fields. This year, we've had the privilege to go to Rancho Cordova and serve New Life Center and be a blessing to them. Over 140 of us were able to go and to serve there. And there, there, then there are other churches in South Sac where we are going to go and to serve and to bless them and be with them. And we're going to do that this year. But in a few months this summer, we're going to have the privilege to go to Mexico and to serve there on the foreign mission field. And later on this year in September, we're going to Spain. We are going to provide opportunities for you to go and to serve and to be a part of blessing partner ministries and other people. And this is my prayer, that when you go to one of these missions trips, that God would speak to your heart and say, you are called to this place. You are called to this place. I remember back in 1999, I was invited to go to the housing projects of New Orleans to do an outreach. They were doing evangelism in the courtyards of the housing projects, and it was the B.W. Cooper. If any of you ever heard of the rapper Master P, this is the Calio Projects where he was born and raised. And we went into the courtyard of the Calio Projects, and as we were preaching and we were doing evangelism, I remember God speaking to my heart, and he said, son, I I've called you to start reaching the people in the inner cities of the city of New Orleans. I want you to preach the gospel here and bring hope and life and salvation to this place. It wasn't until I went and I was in missions that God called me to missions. Oh, I'm going to say that again. It wasn't until I went and I was in missions that God called me to missions. There are some things that God's going to call you to when you go. So if you're not sure, go, experiment, find out, say, God, let me test it. And you will be surprised how many of you that God will say, you are called to do this. Amen? Amen. Number three, Harvest Church. For us to be the priority of us being a going church, that Harvest Church would continue to support those who've gone forth to the mission, to, uh, forth as missionaries and help to identify the call of God on the lives of those who are called to be missionaries at home and abroad. Some of you are called. We're going to support and bless those who are going, but some of you are called to do the work. Some of you are called to be missionaries, and we are going to create an environment and an atmosphere that's conducive to people who are anointed and called to go. Some of us are called to go, and then the other half of us, we are called to support those who are called to go. Amen? 
I believe that there is going to be a great missionary movement from this house where we're sending out our missionaries. We are going to send out people who are Harvest Church missionaries, and we are going to back them 100%, and we're going to help them and support them and bless them and see them see uh, be successful and fulfill what God has called and anointed them to do. That is a part of what we are called to do as a church and what God's going to bless us and anoint us to do. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Worship team, you can come forth. As God blessed us this missions month, we've had the chance to see local missions with Al Eden. We've had the chance to hear about foreign missions with Mikey Cheshire. And then we had the testimony of what we called going missions with Pastor Wally. But God has called us to be a church of sent ones. God's called us to be a church where we go, where we say, yes, Lord, I hear the call. I will respond to the Great Commission, and I will answer and say yes when you tell me to go. Listen, is it going to be inconvenient? It may be inconvenient, but I want you to understand that the greatest answer that you can give to the Lord when he is calling is the answer of yes. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he's, he's going to go with us anywhere that he sends us. We have been authorized by heaven. We have been anointed by heaven to do the work of the ministry and to respond to the call of God. I believe that the hand of God is upon many who are in this room, for many who are watching around the world and around the United States. God's speaking to your heart, and he's telling you that it is time to respond to heaven's call. And when you say yes, God's going to bless you. God's going to anoint you. God's going to back you. And that as we as a church rise up to do what God's called us to do, we're going to see the blessings of God upon us. Because if God can trust us, then God will entrust us. Amen. Baby, come on. truly believe that there's some pastors in the house. We believe that there's some prophets and apostles in the house. We believe that there's, come on, some teachers and evangelists in the house. I know a couple of weeks ago we gave the call that if you felt a call to ministry to come up and we had a line here of people answering the call and saying, you know what, I may not know what it is that God's called me to, but I know that I'm called of God to do something for God. And we want to give the same call today, but we don't want to just end here I know we said if you can email uh, Pastor Gary and we can set something up because we have to walk with you. It doesn't just end here. That's just the beginning step. So what happens, you, you sense the call, you go back and you don't have anyone to disciple you to walk to the next steps. That, that's not what we don't want. We don't want that. That's not good because God has called some of you to do great things for the Lord. You just need someone to come alongside of you, amen, and show you the way. And so that's what we're here for. And we just want to give this call. If you're sensing a call to ministry, it doesn't have to be full-time ministry. It doesn't have to be a pastor. But you're called. You feel like, I'm feeling I'm, God is wanting something from me. He is calling me to do something. 
we just want to invite you to this altar. And even if you responded, go ahead, ben. even if you responded before, come up again. We want to pray with you today. But we want you to not just come up and say, I'm willing to take the next steps. Because you can know something for one year, for two years, for three years, but never do anything with it. And I also said in the first service, some of you, I felt like prophetically that the Lord was saying in first service, and I'll just repeat it because some of you may relate to it, that you might have said, I know I had a call to ministry of my life, but I didn't answer the call when I was young. I knew that God called me as a teenager, as a child, even as a young adult, but I never answered the call. I never went to Bible college. I never did what I knew that I was supposed to do. And God is saying, it's not too late. It's not too late. As long as you have breath in your lungs and you're willing and you make yourself available to the Lord, he can use you. You have to be willing. Amen. When God, come on. If, if that's you, come if that's on, you, you can respond. Come on this front. Listen, I, even as you were saying that this thought came to my mind, when God called me to ministry, I didn't know I was called the pastor. I just knew I was called to ministry and I said, okay, God, I, I don't know what this is going to look like. I wasn't in Bible college. I was playing football, but I just responded and said, yes. And as I said, yes, God took me one step. And I said, yes, and he took me the next step. And I said, yes, he took me the third step. And he said, yes, then he brought me to Bible college. I said, yes, and he said, let me give you a partner to carry out the call of ministry. So God's going to show you step by step. Some of you, God may reveal everything to you, say, this is what it looks like. But whatever it is, if you give God your yes, He's going to bless you and be with you and support you. And I want you to understand that we as a church, we are going to facilitate the call of God. We're going to facilitate the response from heaven. We're going to facilitate as a church the ability for you to carry out the call of God on your life. Amen. It's just exciting. I think that's absolutely right. And just to give you, I remember being called by God and and. I gave my heart to Jesus, and I remember God, as an, I rededicated my life to the Lord at 24, I remember there was just a stirring. He didn't give me the full picture. He didn't say, you're going to do this, 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 this. He didn't say you were going to go to my... I was a teacher in New York City. I was in full... I was in the marketplace. I taught junior high school for three and a half years before I left New York City to go to New Orleans to answer the call to full-time ministry. So it's, it, my story wasn't out of high school. I was in church as a young person, and God called me. God does things the way he chooses to do things with each and every one of us, and it looks different. So don't compare yourself to one that went maybe what we would say the traditional route of ministry. Traditional, right? I'm doing this for a reason. If you have breath in your lungs and God has called you, and you're willing to count the cost, there will be a cost, right, to ministry. But he's with you. He's with you. You don't have to fear. He's with you. And he has an assignment for your life. But you have to be willing. Let me just say, number one, you have to get in your prayer closet. You have got to hear from the Lord. Lord, what is it? How? With no pressure. He's not hiding his will and his purpose from your life. And sometimes you just may not know, but you just keep on walking. You keep coming to church. You keep on getting plugged in. You keep on going. Then all of a sudden, oh, this is what it is. Or there's a passion that you love. For me, it was young people. I was like, I want to be, I mean, I just want to be with the young people. I was, a youth, I was a youth leader. I was a youth helper at my home church in New York. I took the youth to missions. We did missions. We did all kinds of things with the young people. 
And that was my passion. Little did I know I'd become a youth pastor at one point. And then God gave me another hunger for the body of Christ to bring dead things to life, to see what's dormant and then pull it out of you. Amen? And we became a senior pastor. So God does things the way he chooses to do things. And sometimes if we compare ourselves to someone else's story, we'll be disappointed. And I want to say this because uh, there was a woman that came up to me in the first service and I said something. I said, Global University, Berean. And she said, you just confirmed this is the third time I'm hearing it because two other people told me about Global University. So I just want to mention it. Global University is just, I mean, I'm not plugging in for Global. There's many, many ways. But what, what's wonderful about Global is that you can do it at your pace. You take classes um, to be educated in the Bible. And uh, you do it at your pace. You can do it at home. You don't have to go to a school to do it. And there's many other things that we can, we can share these things with you. And I just feel like God's, gonna, God's giving me wisdom. And we're going to make some announcements in the weeks to come. Because even as you were standing here, God was just giving me the download how to connect with you all. And uh, I'll talk, of course, first to my husband. And then we'll release that information. But he literally was saying that there's too many people. There's too many in the first. But this is the way you're going to do it. This is how you're going to connect with them. And they'll know if you mean business. You'll know who means business when you do this. Amen. And so, because uh, this, is, this is awesome. But then God's saying, go the next route. Amen. But we want to pray with you. We want to believe God. Amen, Pastor John. We just want to stand with you and encourage you that God does things different ways. There's not a person here that is God has forgotten about or is it's too late for me. That's how what I want to say. It's never too late. And let me just say, I'm all about this generation, but it's not just about this generation. God is a God of all generations. And sometimes we overhear the next, okay, yeah. But I'm just, I'm trying to just say, I'm going to receive what God got for me in my generation. <laughs> Hello, somebody. I'm praying for the next generation, but I'm not just sitting back and saying, oh, well, just the next generation is going to do it. Absolutely not. I'm going to do it in my generation. He's called me to some things. It's not just the youngins. It's all of us. Every generation in this room, God wants to use. Amen. So for those that are sitting down, if you could just extend your hand right now. This is just a critical moment. I remember being at a women's conference and answering the call to what we just gave. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of God saying, you're going to New Orleans. This is a critical moment. Let, we're going to just let God speak. Before we lay hands, those that are up here, just close your eyes and just lift up your hand. Just not, not, not here. Go like this. In a posture of I'm receiving. Lord, I'm going to pray for you, but you just be silent. God, I pray right now for everyone who's at this altar that you would speak. Quiet our spirit that we may hear the good shepherd the voice of the Lord and that Lord you would be so clear of what and maybe at this altar you speak and maybe to some you will and some not you they're just here responding we say yes and amen that you're going to give them the way but Lord right now right here as they have come forward to respond Lord let them hear 
you. Affirm to them today, oh God, the call of God. Affirm to them in their hearts and their spirit. Yes, you're not imagining this. I'm calling you to do something for me, for the kingdom.